Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast. We love sharing new books with you. And today, Encourage Community Manager Becky Keefe talks with one of our favorite authors. Listen as they have a conversation that's sure to encourage your heart, and you'll learn more about a book we love. Encourage friends, it's Becky Keefe. Uh, I am so delighted to be back with you for another special episode. I love these conversations about books we love. And I'm with another friend that I love, Tasha June. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Um, I am holding in my hands a beautiful book. Um, you guys need to click on the show note links and go and look at this for yourself. But it is Tasha's brand new book, and it is called Tell Me the Dream Again. <laughs> Does, do you love hearing someone say that that is your title and that you wrote a book? <laughs> I do. I love the title. Is that weird to say? <laughs> no, you should love the title. You should uh. love the title. Tell Me the Dream Again, Reflections on Family, Ethnicity, and the Sacred Work of Belonging. Um, Tasha, you know that I had the, really, I felt like it was such a privilege to read an early copy um, of your manuscript before it was in book form. And now that I'm holding it, I'm like, it's here. And it's (laughs) just, your words are stunning. This artwork is stunning. Um... I'm sure our listeners are wondering, tell me that dream again. What, what is, what is the dream? Can you, is that, is that too much of a spoiler alert? Can you tell us? No, I'll just tell, I'll just like give a little bit. So you'll have to read if you want to hear the whole thing. Um, but yeah, the title, um, tell me the dream again, it comes from, um, some dialogue in the book between my mom and I, it's a memoir and essays. And so true stories, um, but there was a mom, there was a mom, there was a recurring dream that my mom had. And, um, I was very moved by it and she often would tell, tell it to me. And it was very much linked to, um, I guess kind of her thoughts about me, um, I, mm. to, to make it kind of simple, but in the dialogue, I am asking her, you know, tell me the dream again. Um, So Mm. that's where the title came from. And yeah, the dream involves a tiger and stars. And um, there's a theme there with tigers all throughout the book. Um, But you'll have to read it to to hear more. (laughs) So you'll have to read it to hear more. But Tasha, a memoir, tell people what a memoir is if they're not really sure, like, how does memoir and essays, how does that differ from, you know, maybe like a traditional like Christian living kind of book that women might read about faith? Right. Um, You know, I was just talking to another friend, a local writer who wrote a memoir, and we were talking about how confusing memoir can be, Um, how memoirs are so different. Um, They just vary so much in just the way that they're written. Um, Memoir and essays, I think a lot of the writing in this book is kind of an essay form, like you could take little parts of it and it could kind of almost stand on its own. Um, They are very much linked together, but that's, that's what kind of distinguishes it just. But a memoir is, you know, a piece of writing that's about someone's own life. Um, so, um, and you, it's the, the person is writing about their own life. So they're, you know, taking charge with that. And I think it can go be anywhere from, you know, very poetic and artistic to, you know, um, very much like, a this was me, this happened. And then now this is me like, a you know, just mm-hmm. a, you know, little snapshots. So they vary quite a bit. Um, but I wasn't introduced to memoir 
until I was in college, I took a class and we just read a bunch of memoirs and was really um, moved by the mm-hmm. effect that the memoirs had on our classroom um, and how mm-hmm. they pulled out everyone else's personal stories. They're so personal to the per- the writer, right? But I think right. they just, they can do that in a really unique way. So, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And so... I think a memoir is very different than, say, you know, a biography or even an autobiography, which is very much like a a chronicle of someone's life, which are good and important. But um, a memoir, especially done well, and yours is done very well, not only does it um, intrigue someone's heart and mind to know more about that writer's story, but in a subtle way, it is an invitation to reflecting on your own story. Hmm. And that's very much how I felt. I'd say I wanted to know you more. Um, And also it made me ask questions about both my own story of belonging and um, and heritage and and those kinds of themes. And then also uh, made me, I think, more curious and more tender about other people's stories um, Mm. in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I totally think that's that's the effect that a lot of memoirs have had on me as well. And it's my hope with this. I really hope, you know, sometimes when you're writing so much about yourself, it can feel a little weird. I, I mean, yeah. we write about ourselves a lot, you know, I'd encourage. But I think, um, you know, there are moments where I was like, gosh, this is just I'm kind of tired of talking about myself. <laughs> but I think my hope is just that it will do exactly what you said, that it will kind of direct people towards, you know, kind of thinking and processing their own stories. Yeah. So the last part of the subtitle, um, you know, the sacred work of belonging. So unpack that for us, because okay. I know that you, that has been work, that it belonging hasn't been a natural part of how you have felt or how you, how you have experienced the world. So, so share more about that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as far back as I can remember, I have been on this quest or search for belonging without even being able to name it as a child. Um, but I look back on experiences, some that I wrote about in the book, others that I just remember and can think about how that, that desire was leading me. Um, that ache for it, um, was leading me. Um, and so for me to kind of go back to that core, and that's the kind of the heart of this book. I mean, it's, we talk about ethnicity and family, but the heart of it, the core of it is, is about belonging. Um, so if I go back to those experiences and think through that desire, I kind of had, had to start there. Um, and I think that's kind of the first part of the work is being able to see our desire for that and how that has impacted the way that we've interacted with others or, or just like life decisions, you know, um, and going back there has kind of, it's hard. I think that first step of being honest with ourselves, um, about wanting belonging so much, feeling like life is coming up short um, in answering that longing, um, and then really taking it to God um, and kind of trying to reconcile the places where it didn't feel like that was there um, or we, where we had expectations for it and it didn't really come through. So anyway, so I think that's always the first step, that work, just going back to that, honestly. Um, and then I think... Um, over time, realizing, at least for me, what that work has looked like is experiencing the lack of it, um, mm-hmm. the lack of the feeling of it, I guess I should say, and then coming to realize that I carry that with me, that um, mm-hmm. it's not something 
it's something that I was, I guess, born with. It's something I carry with me. Um, and it doesn't have to fit um, in the places where I wanted it to fit. Does that make sense? So, yeah. and then it, that it can be something that we can build um, for us right. and those around us. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and for someone who doesn't maybe know this part of your story, and this is very integral to tell me the dream again, is that you are Korean American. Mm-hmm. So your mother is Korean and your yeah. father is white American. Um, and so you share about not really feeling like you fit in either world, mm-hmm. being too white to be accepted as Korean and too Asian to be accepted um as American, um, how, how have you learned about God or his character or his heart for you in that wrestling of trying to find your place of belonging? Yeah. Um, well, a lot, I think you summed up a lot, but, um, you know, when I first started walking with the Lord, when I first started understanding that um, being a Christian was, you know, a personal relationship with Jesus and a day in day out thing. Um, I was enthralled with it all. Um, but it, I kind of got to this point where my involvement in, um, faith communities was really difficult because I felt like, yes, I love Jesus. I think Jesus loves me. Um, and I'm in these communities, but I felt very much like I had to kind of throw off at least, here in Western, um, you know, in America, I felt like I had to kind of in the Midwest, I had to throw off, um, parts of myself that were considered Eastern or were considered Asian. Um, Mm -hmm. and no one asked me to do that. It just very much was felt in the, the community, you know, um, what was acceptable, what was, um, noticed, what was, you know, anything. Um, or even, you know, I gather like what people, what your peers resonated with when you yes. shared certain parts of yourself they're like yep. yes i understand that and when you shared other parts you didn't receive that same kind right. of acceptance because that was other to yeah. them yeah um so i mean that was very regional but i think at that time because i was just you know growing in my faith it kind of just took me to this um kind of a dead end a fork in the road i guess where i felt like God was asking me, do you really, you know, do you really believe that I love you? And if you do, um, these layers are, these hidden things are going to have to come out and you're going to have to risk, um, not just them being seen in community, but risk letting me answer that question for you, you know, through intimacy. Mm. Like, um, and that was scary because I think I didn't know at the time, if my faith was just pretty shallow, you know, like Mm -hmm. how, how deep it actually went, like, would it survive that? Would I really come out on the other side? Um, believing that I was wholly loved, um, wholly accepted, Mm -hmm. um, you know, wholly made to show up as myself, um, Mm -hmm. of two worlds. Uh, So that kind of that experience, I mean, that was an experience of intimacy. I didn't even know was happening. Um, and that, that journey from that point on, you know, took a really long time and a lot of twists and turns. There were a lot of things involved that God used to deepen my understanding of his, his love for me, um, as a biracial Korean American, um, Mm -hmm. woman. And, um, but it was integral. I feel like if I hadn't walked through that, I would either still be at this shallow place of, you know, as a cultural Christian, or I would have walked away, you know, Mm -hmm. so Yeah. 
So you've already answered this a little bit, <laughs> but I'm really wondering, like, what is your what is your hope for Tell Me the Dream Again? What do you what kind of reader do you think is going to connect with your story? Um, or maybe the kind of reader who maybe doesn't think that they will, will connect, but mm. has you that this your story maybe could set someone on a journey? Yeah. Um, I think my hope is that it would reach, you know, a broad group, but I, I think a lot about, um, women, I guess men too, but women, cause I'm, you know, a woman, but that feel, um, like they have to hide, um, in particular with eth- ethnicity, um, but, but in other ways as well, um, feel like, um, they don't fit, um, that, uh, you know, that they could almost exist separately in two different worlds. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe just, you know, are wondering, maybe they don't say it out loud, but are wondering, like, does God really, does God really love me all the way to the core in all these details? And is there a purpose for them? You know, is there something, a, a reflection of God in these very specific um, parts of who I am? So, um, so that's kind of, the person I think of a lot, um, group of people, um, and also just really hope that it creates some more empathy, empathy for Mm -hmm. ourselves, compassion for ourselves. And also for, for others, like just even the consideration that someone might be experiencing what feels like a very normal and familiar setting in a very different way. And, you know, without even knowing it being asked to show up there with a lot of their selves missing, you know? So, yeah. And I think I, for me, it has done that. For me, it has achieved what you would hope. And I think that that is one reason I love, I love true stories. I love getting kind of this peek behind the curtain of people's journeys because we just don't know what someone has experienced, Mm. you know, and you have really, I think, bravely, friend, um, pulled back the curtain um, to some really painful memories, some, um, Mm. some hard things. And I'm like, I don't, as my friend, I'm like, I I, I hate that you experienced um, that moment in Korea with those boys Mm. spitting on you. Um, and there's also been a lot of, of beautiful moments. And so I feel like for any of us, like, you know, I don't, I don't relate with, with living, you know, in two worlds ethnically, you know, I'm not biracial. I don't, I don't resonate with that, but I, but I, I do resonate with feeling like there's pieces of me that aren't acceptable. Mm. Um, or yeah, just that, that longing to know, like, God, was all of this on purpose? Like how you made yeah. me. Um, and I think that Tell Me the Dream Again gives just a lot of beautiful space for all of us um, exploring those things. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask writers <laughs> is, um, what did you learn maybe in a new way or some a fresh insight either about yourself um, or about God through the very writing of this book? Oh gosh. Um, I think I'm like, I'm trying to think, I know that there's a lot of things. Um, but one thing is that our stories and like healing, um, and I guess I'm thinking more emotional. It's going to take the time that it takes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, there, 
you know, and I still want to control those things um, very much. And so the writing of this felt like a constant surrender of control and um, a surrender to these stories, like to give them a way as some, like a, a piece of hospitality. Like, can, like, can I do that? Can I continually surrender to that? Um, that gift of hospitality through writing, um, which is something I think about a lot, but, um, but yeah, I just, that it's going to take the time it takes, whether it's a book or an article or, um, our own <laughs> wrestling with God through the story. Um, it's just, it it seems so simple, right? But I just think it's going to take the time it takes and it's all worth it. Um, worth the time. Um, there were a couple chapters that I think, you know, most of the stuff I've, I feel like I've worked through, it wasn't hard to write about. Um, it's not stuff that I've never, you know, mentioned to anyone before. Um, but there were a couple that took a little longer and I think I had maybe worked through them a little less. And so it just took the time that it needed and, and that was okay. I think at yeah. first that was really scary. It felt like, oh, wait, should I even be writing this at all? Um, but I think it just needed some time. So, yeah. I think that's a really good word, Tasha, because <laughs> I don't think in general we are good at letting things take the time that they take. We yeah. <laughs> want it done now. Like <clears throat> right. I have, I remember, you know, sitting in my therapist's office at different times and, I was like, I just, just tell me how to fix it. Like, I just want, (laughs) like, but very rarely is that how it works. Like, you know, God has made our, our minds and our hearts complex and our experiences, um, are never one dimensional and the impact is never singular. And, um, I hope friends listening that you'll find freedom in Tasha's words that Mm. whatever parts of your story that you're processing or wrestling through or trying to see what God, where are you in this, that it's okay if it takes time. And Tasha, I love that you said, and it is worth it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It totally is. (laughs) Um, Tell me the dream again, reflections on family, ethnicity, and the sacred work of belonging. Um, Tasha, tell us where we can get this beautiful book and where um, our friends can connect more with you. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, anywhere that books are sold, Amazon has it. If you don't like Amazon, you can get it from the publisher, Tyndale. Um, you can also go through Bookshop if you want to like shop through your local your local bookstore. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Tasha June, and my website is, um, or no, Instagram, Tasha June B. And um, my website is TashaJune.com. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for being here. And friends, I just, I cannot overstate just the, the, the beauty of these pros. I think if you pick up a copy, you will be, um, yeah, just intrigued and and delighted by Tasha's writing, and it will lead you to greater compassion for yourself and others. And I think that is such a gift worth receiving. So thank you, friend. Thank you. <laughs> the Encourage podcast is narrated by Rachel Marie Kong and brought to you by Dayspring. For over 50 years, Dayspring has created quality cards, books, and gifts that help you live your faith. Find out more at dayspring.com.